We are back with a fresh episode of We Going In Presents. Today, we're chopping it up with evidence to talk about his incredible new album, whether or not we get into his creative process, fatherhood, putting his story out there, and much more. Also, the latest edition of the Words book series, Words 3, is out now, featuring the best of the best from the We Going In interviews, including Lord Finesse, O.C., Razcast, Tone Deaf, and more. And there's also Understanding the True Meaning, an in-depth look at Cormega's classic album, The True Meaning, written with Cormega. All of that is available on Amazon or in the links of this interview on wegoingin.com. So, Ev, congrats on the new album. A lot of people have been talking about it online and saying that it's, it's a classic. When you made this, did you feel like that's what you had? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I want to say yes and just do the, like, the keep it real. I mean, the, you know, pretend to keep it real thing. But, no, I, this one was hard for me to make because there's just there's a big time to make it and um, going through a lot of personal stuff and just closest thing I can say most people can relate to is the art is too close to the painting. I just couldn't step back and see what I needed to see. I had made almost 30 songs and I just didn't know. It was almost two records I could have gone two different directions in. So I keep telling people I'm so grateful to have Alchemist and Hip Hop and my manager and, and Sadiq and like a lot of the rhyme savers and a lot of people who like stepped in was like, Actually, you're bugging. This is ready to go. You know, so it's good to have a team around when things get a little cloudy. You know, definitely. And it, and it sounds like you're one of those artists too that takes opinions. I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of artists over the years that are basically like, I do what I want. You know, or surround themselves with yes men. But it sounds like you're pretty good with taking that kind of feedback too, and and going back and reevaluating yourself based on what people tell you that you trust. But I also have a team that gives me. That, that it gives me encouragement when I do good also. You know what I mean? If they don't just like, like if I'm doing something they don't like, they'll tell me. But when I do do something good, I get props for it. So it's not like it's always just this like um, falling state or just being, you know, like constantly like tested. It's not like that. It's like just honest. If you do good, get props. If you don't, let's fix it. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, so, so, so it amazes me that you had 30 songs for this album because it seems like such a, just the order and the way that the songs really flow into each other and, and the concepts, it really seems like everything was made like a perfect puzzle. So well, how that, did you that, go? I, I, went, I went crazy with that, though. I mastered it album twice. You know, I, I mastered it in one sequence, and then that looked good on paper, and then I wrote around to it and was going crazy over that. And then I had to go spend a bunch of money and redo it again and resequence it. And um, the second time is when it started to make sense. So... Yeah, it literally was a puzzle, and that's the thing. Is like too many pieces on the table. Is is just like it takes a longer, a little while longer to assemble it, you know, and figure it out. But um, it has been teaching me because I do have a lot of friends who are like, they just think everything they spit is just the greatest because they because they know they're good, you know, which they are. But it's like I think there's more to art than that. If you're just so excited about everything you're making without any checks and balances, th- yeah, that worries me a little bit. Right. No, that makes sense. So, so what about it made you bug out and go back and and redo the album and and resequence it? Like, what did you I, hear I first, that was, was like? No, at first I sequenced it on based on visual. I looked at it. And I was like, okay, all all guest songs need to be spaced out. You know, I can't have back to back guest songs or you know, I, I was like, I don't want to have you know all that all the hype shit up in the front and then the back of it is all the, the slower shit. So I was thinking like that based off like looks how it looked and then when I played it it wasn't right so then the second time I went back and I just started I started giving a fuck about 
whether the there was two guest songs back to back, but more on the soundscape. So it was like, okay, Alchemist did throw it all away and then put powder cocaine next to that. That's going to make those two flow really good. Alchemist did sell me this pen and Alchemist did love is a funny thing. Let's put those two together also. And now those, it's like four songs magically fly. And then I started doing the same with the budgie tracks, you know, uh, Wonderful World and I Still Love You. I mean, uh, not I Still Love You, I'm by my side too. Both of those got grouped. So that's like six songs right now where it's like almost like little chunks of, of producers' perspectives on my album, you know, and then the, putting the rest of it between that started to get really easy. So it started basing it on off the sound texture more than how it looked on paper. And what's interesting about that, too, is then you look at the, Wait, the let me, video. If you, let, if you let me finish, just because Sell Me This Pen and Love Is A Funny Thing are back-to-back. Those are two. Those are the two songs on the album that I have three people on. You know what I mean? Or three verses with three different people. So it's like technically I should not should not have done that. But it's actually what sounded right. So. Definitely. Yeah, so I wasn't trying to cut you off. I I, I thought you were done. So, so my bad. No, there's a latency. There's a latency for everyone listening. There's a latency when you talk over the phone. Oh, gotcha. And it's interesting you talk about the the sequencing because then you look at the powder cocaine video, but then moving too fast fits at the end of that really well. And that was actually from the original sequence, which is funny. That's how that used to go. Wow. And, uh, Jason, and I gave Jason Goldwatch the old album sequence before he got – I gave him the new one, but he never listened to it because he got used to the old version. And so he put those two back to back just because they – which was funny. So that's an amazing accident. Yeah, that that worked really well, and the video was incredible. Now, obviously, you and Jason Goldwatch have gone go way back, but what is it like working with him today and coming up with these treatments and, and pulling these videos off? Well, I got to give him a lot of credit because it's not on a major anymore, you know. And he's got a. We don't have quite as much money as we used to when we we're on capital to do these kind of shit. So mm. it does. Uh, it does require favors and and me being committed and all of us working together versus just me showing up like the artist. You know, I got to be involved in making a lot of it happen. And as a respect to him is also, I want him it to be easy for him because he's, you know, he's taking a cut. But then once creative happens, that all goes away, and you just get into what you're into. It's it's what we always do. I've done more videos with him, I think, than anybody. Why do you think you guys click so well? Just because we started together. He did third degree and he did work the angles. He did all our first videos before we ever had a deal. So my first time ever rapping into a camera, it's with him holding it behind it. So that's just what I'm used to looking at. Definitely. And, you know, when, when you look at the big picture of whether or not, what do you want, what did you want fans to take away from the album? And what was the big message you wanted fans to get? Um, I don't think there's any, like, I think a lot of artists make albums and after lie about lie about this, they they try to like make it like it was really deeper than it was when <laughs> it was really like mm. uh-huh. put together and like oh, the underlying theme is the such and such. shut up you know that's not true um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean but for me uh, the bigger picture here is the, the three albums before it is Weatherman Layover and Cats and Dogs so to me this is not a new it's a new album. But it's not a new movie, so it would be, you know, Jaws four or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's part of something else, and um, that comes from the gangstar attitude of like never, never switching up, so to say, but always, so to speak, but always 
building off your last one and showing growth and evolution for, into the next record. So all four right. of these records here are a string. You know, they're all the same mentality that went through all of them. And that's what whether or not to me was about closing. So whether or not means for better or for worse, it means take it or leave it. You know, it, it means a lot of things to me like that are metaphors, you know, and so this is it. I, I don't want to do another weather album. I want to close this chapter. I think I did it up and then move on to something else. Right. And I, I guess, yeah, that's that's an interesting concept because where do you go from here? Like, how do, how does evidence continue, like, like with your solo records? You know, where, where, where do you go from here? Big-ass question mark. That's a scary one, you know? So, um, But I need that. Otherwise, it's going to get comfortable, and then that's not going to be good either. Right. So, you know, I, I love how introspective you get. And, um, you know, your storytelling is obviously incredible. But, like, By My Side, too, is one of those songs that touched a lot of people where you talk about the struggle of um, the mother of your son and, and going through cancer and, and everything that you're going through, you know. What was it like writing a song like that? It's not that those things just write themselves. I just did it in little pieces. It was more like a journal. I just had a little line, and then I would add another line. I think I, um, yeah, that was just therapy more, more or less. And the, the song was obviously not intended to be come out, but then I played it, you know, for her, and she was really touched by it, and she wanted me to share it, so that was cool. And that's when I did the rest of the talking at the end after that. Um, but yeah, no, that I don't know, just um, having some way to vent. Sometimes the, the problem with this album was. I didn't have like total writer's block. It's just my pen wasn't quite writing what I wanted it to write. So like, I remember that day very much. I had, you know, I was trying to write something and the first thing that came out of my pen was my lady's losing her hair. <laughs> I was just like, you know, this is not, I don't, is this what I have to write? You know, cause it's just like what was on my mind. So it was, it's hard to say. I don't know. It, it, that type of thing just had to happen. So the fact that it came out is, um, it's bothering me a little bit right now. But I'm, I'm loving that people are, are um, being touched by it, and I'm learning that, you know, obviously that so many people are dealing with similar things, but part that's fucking me up a little bit is that we I wrote that in two years of remission, and now she's dealing with it again, you know, and so it's not the song. I, the song was supposed to be like a victory, and now we're, like, going through it again. So I'm hoping that it will become that again, you know what I mean? But for right now, that one's just it's bugging me a little bit. Right, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that. That's um so yeah, I hope I hope everything, you know, goes well for her and for you guys. Thank you. Uh, um and then you know, so you also celebrate being a father on this album and I and I love hearing that too. Um you know, what has fatherhood been like for you? And 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 how has that journey impacted you as an artist? Uh, it's it's a work in progress, I'll tell you that much. It's um Something I'm learning about every day, and it scares me a lot, you know, it makes you, scares me a lot, but then it also is motivating me a lot, uh, teaching me love that I didn't know I could have for something, you know, somebody else, because that's so deep with the kids, and um, mm, I think, um, it's a challenge with a father and a music thing where you want to be there for your kid all the time, but then somebody like me has to tour and work and stuff. But um, I think the benefits of what I do is 
I get to be 24-hour dad or or I'm gone dad. And a lot of people are 9-to-5 fathers where they see their kid in the morning and they see him a little bit at night in the weekend. But um, I think if we do the math and add it all up, I'm probably still just about as much there for the time that I do get to be there all the time, you know. So it's just – yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's teaching me a lot. It's teaching me a lot. Um, I love the little, I love him so much. He's like my friend, you know. He's like my friend already. So I just want to. Uh, I want him to see a, a guy who's motivated and is a hustler. It's not somebody who's just sitting on his ass. I want him to be inspired by me, pretty much. Yeah. Definitely. Have you played him your music? Like, does he like? Does he nod his head? You know, to the music. Do you, have you have you exposed him at all? Oh yeah, no, he's crazy. He's crazy. I mean, you know, and uh, yeah. Super musical. It's wild. It's scaring me already. <laughs> I mean, the, the first thing I ever said to him was, uh, rappers a monkey flipping with the funky rhythm, I'd be kicking. <laughs> like, I, st- I started <laughs> with a Nas one. <laughs> There's no way he's not going to have fucking crazy rhythm. <sighs> Word up. Yeah. No, that's, you know, something that I realized, too, as a father is, you know, you look for music, you know, for your for your kids to listen to, and it's so hard to find clean versions. Eventually, you just give up, and you're like, I just want you to hear the music, like, and it, as it's intended to be heard, you know, like, you know, within reason, obviously. But, like, obviously, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just have my hand on the dial a lot. Yeah, make exactly. Little, you got to make my own little music or I cough or like, I talk to him for a second. <laughs> when those parts are coming <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, you you, just, you guys got to know where they're at. Sometimes I miss it if I if I if I'm not paying attention, I miss one. I'm like, oh man, like that. There's one right there. That's funny. Oh, but, um, but yeah, man, I I think what's interesting too is you know you ha- you have a, a layover between this and Cats and Dogs, which dropped in 2011. You know how important do you feel it is to have some time to really live life to get new material because you have so much material that you're that you're able to write and talk about on this album that you wouldn't have if you had just rushed this in 2012. You know, how important is it that you take that time to live and, and to be, you know, who you are as opposed to just constantly putting out, you know, an album every few months? Well, other, my other outlets help, you know, because my stepbrother's album was album was 2014. You know what I mean? And that's, that, that yeah. just be, that let me be a clown and just let me say dumb shit and not have to be responsible for any of my lyrics. You know, that was so fun about that. And then Dilated People's album also, you know, and we finally came back with a new Dilated record. So those records have helped me too, you know. And in my off time, I've also produced a whole album for Mad Child, a whole album for Defarai, EP for Domo Genesis. I have a Crondon album done. I have an instrumental album done. I've played some tracks on... I've made some placements on some bigger artists, God willing, that'll be coming out soon. Um, and no, I'm super busy. It's just the evidence brands had to take a seat because there just wasn't as much to say for that. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, looking at your production and what, and what a talented producer you are, is there a reason that you lean more towards other producers on this project? Uh, the same dilemma I've always had. Cats and Dogs, I had one track. Weatherman, I had four tracks. Layover, I had three, three, two, two, two or three. Um, I just, you know, you go to Alchemist's house every day and say, no, I make beats, so I can't take any of these. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so dumb, you know what I mean? So I have Knox and Premier and Alchemist and Sam I Am and Budgie. And, man, so many people who are like, 
Dabu and Twiz the Beat Pro and DJ Skiz and all these people around me. So, yeah, I feel like if I can make it to my own album, I'm going to make it. But I can't just put my – my ego can't make my album. So I, when I, whenever you hear a track from me, I feel like it, it honestly sat with whatever else was on the record. Um, but I've been saying in other interviews, I do want to move towards producing my own solo album. That's my goal. If I can achieve it on the next one, that would be huge. But it's going to be scary to do that and just not have any of the, all the, the gunners I've always had with me. Right. Yeah, no, I, I would love to hear how that comes out. I mean, that would, you know, just knowing your style, I, mean, I think it would be, I think it would be incredible. But I also, I enjoy here, you know, you have a great ear for beats. So like you said, if you can get an alchemist and, and Babu and Premier and everybody you have, why not? Yeah. And I do think that's a skill set I've accumulated as well from throughout all the dilated albums and all my solo records. That's like, you know, almost eight or nine albums now. I do know how to gra- gather beats from a bunch of people and make it seem like if you don't have the track listing yet, you might go, okay, which one is Alchemist? Which one is you? Which one is this? Because I'm trying to shape something bigger. So some people just grab whatever they give them, you know, and then they try to figure it out later. I never did that. It was always like, okay, we have this one song. This is the sound of the album. Now let's find like-minded, you know, and let's find other things that are going to work with this. So that that's a skill set. I would love to do that for Nas. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, that'd be incredible. And what's your writing process like today? Um, it's not really typical to most rappers. I don't um, – Fashion, you know, he comes over and he's got like a, a duffel bag full of like folders, endless amounts of rhymes. It, it baffles me, you know. He's like – he goes to bed at night and like writes a verse before he goes to sleep. It's like it's weird. He's a, a He's a – a real writer in the sense of what a writer is, you know, and um, I've never been that. I don't, I don't have those. I just, I make the beat. I, I, I start with a beat and then if the beat inspires me enough to start writing, that's when that happens. So it's all driven from the music. I don't like just sit up in theory and just like write poetry. You know what I mean? I never did that. So maybe that's my downfall or maybe it's not, but it definitely makes me unique. Definitely. Do you find like there's a best place or a best time for you to get your writing done? No, nah, never, never fucking can call it. Oh, well, no, you, you can't call it. But historically, early mornings work out really good when you've got a good night's sleep and you wake up fresh. In the morning, you get a lot done. You feel like the world's still sleeping kind of thing. Versus the end of the night where I'm burnt. I smoke so much weed. By the end of the day, I want to go to sleep. And then, yeah, and, and then sometimes you don't even get a full night's sleep having a kid. So you can't really count on that. Oh no, that's a whole nother animal. But I'm, I, you know, the best part about me having a kid is I've raised touring. So having a kid is just like being on tour all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and do do you find that you have a lot of revisions with your rhymes, or do you find that what you write you like to keep the way it is? No, I do. I do revise for sure, but not heavy. I just, I just, I just be honest with myself. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. Okay. And then sometimes if it's like, if I understand it and I think like I listen back and I'm like, oh, wow, that didn't play back as well as I thought. Like maybe somebody's going to have to listen to that twice to kind of understand what I did. But if I really like it, I'll keep it. You know, somebody pointed out to me on my new album. I said, oh, it's God's work that is not in my hands. And they said, well, why didn't you write? You said, but I'm holding on tight for a few of my fans. They said, why didn't you say a lot of my fans? <laughs> not in my hands. A lot of my fans. I get, I understand what they're saying. But to me, saying few was more important. 
than than flossing, even though flossing would have made it phonetically rhyme better. You know what I mean? So um, right. These these are choices we make. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and do you enjoy it that back and forth with fans when they can kind of pick apart your rhymes or ask you questions? Like, does that part? Do you enjoy that? Yeah, because I always have a real explanation on why I did it. Everything I do is calculated. It wasn't like some freestyle. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and so so what's next for you? Um, of you know you, you you I know you you have so many different side projects and you you already detailed what albums you you have coming out, but are you and Dilated getting back? Uh, in the studio soon, should we expect more um, Step Brothers material? Like, where, where are you at with it, with all your other projects? I would say evidence in Step Brothers right now more than Dilated. Um, Dilated will be more the crew, you know. And Rocky and I will be brothers, and Dabu and I will be brothers. Um, and shows can happen too. Don't um, I already know we're starting another Step Brothers? That's happening, and um, another solo for me is very important because I I'm finally moving out of this weather thing so I can figure out I can flop on my face or I can go way up. We'll we'll see. Um but the dilated thing will have to happen naturally. I can't I can't just go get a budget right now and we hook up a few times a week or like it's a job and from eight till six and try to work. You know, I don't want I don't want that. But what the fuck the interesting part to me is that I worked so good with Babu and I worked so good with Raka on my new solo album. So making Wonderful World with Raka was so easy and making Whether or Not with Babu was so easy. So I'm like, if maybe if I can trick myself to think we're not actually making a dilated record, then you never know. But like actually intentions of making another dilated album has no interest. Right. It's, it's almost like, look, when it happens, it will. If so, you know. And if it does, it'll yeah, be good. And if and if not, it won't. And that's that's simple. But the, but those guys are everything to me. So it has nothing to do with anything else. But it's just not given back to me in other ways anymore. You know what I mean? So. Right. And so now that you're also um, moving on from the weatherman concept, are you going to miss all the weather puns and the weather questions and interviews and everybody talking to you about the weather? Is that part going to be missed? We'll see when it happens. We'll see how well I can do something else. I don't really know what I'm going to do next. So, um, that's where I need to be. I need to go. I need to go venture out and see what the hell. 